This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. On February 6, 1840, an important document was signed at Waitangi, known as Te Tiriti o Waitangi. This document was a covenant between the many hapu of Aotearoa and the British Crown. It acknowledged the ongoing authority of hapu to govern themselves, tino rangatiratanga, and created a new form of governance, kāwanatanga, that granted the Crown the right to govern non-Māori. Te Tiriti provides a framework for peaceful coexistence in a rapidly changing world. The story that had led up to this day was one of intrepid journeys, violence, drama and possibility. While there were instances of respectful cultural exchange and friendship, the assumption of superiority by European colonisers led to actions that created misunderstandings and mamai hurt that, for many, continue to this day. These episodes played out featuring a diverse cast of characters whose actions shaped our present day and will continue to reverberate into our future. Pākehā Māori were the early European settlers in New Zealand who lived among the Māori. An Englishman, George Bruce, was welcomed into the hapu of Napuhi Rangatira Te Pahi. The pair had met aboard a ship returning to the Bay of Islands from Sydney in 1806. Te Pahi had become ill and Bruce cared for him. Originally sent to Port Jackson as a convict at the age of 10 for crimes of petty theft, he decided to escape his life of hard labour to live at Tepuna. Once Bruce had observed and accepted the way of his hosts, he became a ranking warrior and underwent the process of tamoko. Each line and pattern is not just for decoration, but has particular meaning. A moko is the equivalent of an Englishman's signature. Tepahi also gave his daughter, Atahui, to Bruce to be his wife, and she became known as Mary Bruce. Bruce was useful as a mediator between his new Māori whānau and the visiting European traders. One such trader was Captain David Dalrymple, who visited the Bay of Islands in 1807. Bruce assisted in arranging and completing a trade of spars used for ship booms or masts in exchange for iron axes. This involved a lot of work. First the spars were cut, then hauled down the river and finally loaded onto the ship. While this was going on, another whaling ship arrived and the captain held a warrant for the capture of Bruce. The fugitive hid aboard the ship under a bed, while a woman passenger and her children sat on it as a full search of the vessel was made. He was not found. In gratitude, Bruce told Dalrymple of a gold mine he had discovered further north. He may have made the whole story up to get away. He agreed to go there with him to investigate further. No gold was discovered, and unfortunately for George, Atahui, and three other Māori, the impatient captain set sail for India without returning them to their home. Sadly, the group never made it back to Aotearoa. They travelled from Malaysia to Calcutta and then to Sydney, trying to get back home. Along the journey, Atahui gave birth to their daughter, but in 1810 she tragically died of dysentery while in Sydney. 
After burying his wife and afraid of being arrested for escaping from custody, Bruce chose to leave their daughter at an orphanage and returned to England. He died nine years later, regarded by many as a freak. No longer an Englishman, but not Māori either. What became of the three other Māori? One was sold as a slave by Dalrymple in Malaysia, and the other's fates remain a mystery.